Hello! Leah Ryan here. Welcome to episode 19 of the Authors Read podcast. Today's author is Lori Holman, and she'll read from her book, The Busy Parent's Guide to Managing Anxiety in Children and Teens, The Parental Intelligence Way. Hi, this is Lori Holman, Ph.D., the author of The Busy Parent's Guide to Managing Anxiety in Children and Teens, The Parental Intelligence Way. I'm going to read you the introduction. Do you wonder why your child or teen seems on edge, unduly nervous, or restless at times? Maybe all the time? Are you uncertain if and when you should be worried? Are you so busy that sometimes you dismiss these thoughts but later reconsider them? You may be noticing that you have an anxious child or teen. In my psychotherapy practice, parents have taught me that anxiety is a difficult state of mind to help their child manage, modify, and eventually master, but it is not impossible. This book hopes to address those challenges to help parents understand and manage the behavior and feelings of children and teens with both fleeting and chronic anxiety. It's important to distinguish fear from anxiety. Fear is the reaction to real or perceived actual danger, whereas anxiety is a disproportionate, vigilant response to the anticipation of a future threat that may lead to avoidant behavior. When someone is fearful, they have a fight-or-flight reaction with thoughts of immediate danger requiring escape. Anxiety is more often related to muscle tension and a worry, watchful, sometimes overwhelmingly cautious attitude. Most kids feel worried and anxious periodically as they encounter new experiences and challenges. An anxiety disorder, however, features excessive fear, often related to behavioral disturbances that persist beyond normal developmental stages. For example, we expect a toddler to be anxious momentarily when his mother leaves the room. He is not yet fully certain that what he can't see is still there, so he follows her and reassures himself she is still at home. However, should an elementary school child or teenager do the same, we would find it abnormal and worrisome, requiring intervention to help us understand the underlying causes and the remedies. It is common to suffer along with your anxious child and feel that parenting is beyond you, as if it requires a special kind of intelligence that wasn't encrypted on your brain. I've been inspired to write this book after 30 years as a psychoanalyst, working with mothers and fathers who came to me at different stages in their parenting careers, questioning how to help their anxious kids. They were all searching for that special intelligence needed for such parenting, even if they didn't quite know how to ask for it. Ever since I wrote the Gold Mom's Choice Award book, Unlocking Parental Intelligence, Finding Meaning in Your Child's Behavior, Parents and professionals have requested that I write some short practical books applying the parental intelligence method to the specific challenges parents face, such as managing anxiety in their kids. Parental intelligence is an approach to parenting that gives busy parents an organized, reliable way to attend to these varied situations, whether they are minimal or excessive. I coined the term parental intelligence because I believe parents who are willing to pause and reflect before they react can find many of the answers and insights they need within themselves. Parenting anxious kids specifically requires you to understand that anxiety is an emotional state that reveals meaningful thoughts and feelings that you can ultimately learn to decipher. This new enlightening perspective gained through parental intelligence can be such a relief. 
As you continue to practice this process, you will become a meaning maker, empowered to read the thoughts and feelings underlying your child's anxiety like an open book. Once you understand what is going through your child or teen's mind, you can collaborate with them to solve their problems. This not only relieves anxiety, but also strengthens the parent-child bond. The types of situations that produce anxiety or avoidance behaviors and the thoughts and worries that accompany these intense emotions will vary from disorder to disorder and from child to child. With parental intelligence, you will figure out the whys behind your child's anxious responses. With parental intelligence, you enter the inner world of your child or teen and understand where he or she is coming from. As you try to calm your upset child or teen in the moment, you may only focus on lessening the immediate anxiety, but to help your child manage these feelings in the long run. You will first need to understand each episode's meaning and even consider it a message and an invitation to empathic understanding. In this book, I will describe the five steps to parental intelligence that provide the tools you need to approach your child's anxiety using multiple examples. I will offer specific suggestions that you can implement to help your child cope with anxious states of mind and understand the meanings behind these complex emotional experiences. It is my hope that this straightforward information provided in this book will help prevent anxiety from escalating and offer reassurance for busy parents like you when you feel uncertain, leaving you free to enjoy the pleasures of helping your children and teens grow and develop. The chapters are arranged to explain and illustrate common anxiety disorders, generalized anxiety, panic disorders, obsessive-compulsive disorders, and separation anxiety. I will describe the key features of each disorder for children and for teens. Common to these different disorders or normal periodic anxiety is that the child or teen overestimates the danger in a situation and draws erroneous conclusions that cause him or her excessive worry, which then induces some or all of the autonomic physical reactions, such as general uneasiness, restlessness, butterflies in the stomach, trembling, chest pain, tension in the child's facial expressions or posture, and racing thoughts with rapid or confused speech. In order to preserve the privacy of my patients and the people I've come across in daily life who deal with anxiety in all these forms, I've written fictionalized accounts of anxiety in children and adolescents and associated family dynamics. These stories demonstrate how each situation can be managed and resolved using parental intelligence, and the result is a closer parent-child bond and greater overall understanding. Parental intelligence provides the busy parent not only a structured approach to help anxious kids, but also a vision of hope, an avenue for parents to better understand their children at all ages and developmental levels, firming up and fortifying the parent-child and parent-teen relationships. Using parental intelligence, parents support their anxious kids as they help them solve their problems and lead loving, satisfying lives. The second book in this series is called The Busy Parent's Guide to Managing Anger in Children and Teens, The Parental Intelligence Way. I'm going to read to you from a chapter that's about temper tantrums. What is a tantrum? A tantrum occurs when a child's whole system of managing her feelings and thoughts collapses. A tantrum is a communication that seems to happen suddenly. The child may lay down on the floor and begin to scream. She will kick her feet on the floor, throw her arms about, and twist her body violently. Parents are usually so startled that they rush to pick up the child or hold them and check for bruises. As the parent becomes more frantic, so will the child. 
The suddenness and apparent lack of reason for the tantrums are always a shock to a parent who has not been through this before. It's hard to find the trigger, and often it is a minor one, such as leaving a fun place, making a transition to a new activity, a prohibition, or a temporary frustration. It doesn't mean the parent is a bad parent or the child is a bad child. No one is bad. The child is desperately seeking some control over her body and pent-up emotions, trying to find her own limits while expressing herself. The ultimate goal for the parent is to help the child learn what the tantrum means, as well as helping her find her own limits. It is an expression and external action of inner feelings over which the child is seeking control. The best thing you can do as a parent is learn to understand the reasons for the tantrums and the propensity for them at different ages. Now I'll tell you about temper tantrums in a child managed with parental anxiety. After the age of three, most children can find some limits to their emotions without a tantrum. But let's look at 10-year-old Carrie, who has not mastered this self-regulation. Carrie has to decide what instrument to learn to play. Her music teacher gives her a choice of the violin or trumpet, two distinctly different instruments. Carrie feels upset and annoyed. For Carrie, this isn't a lovely opportunity to think for herself because decision-making has always been a vulnerability for her. She comes home from school triggered for a kind of breakdown that looks like anger has taken hold of her. First is the choice. Then the build-up to making a decision, which has been, for her, a gradual but increasing, thundering loss of control. She can barely give her permission slip to her mother to sign with her decision. It seems sudden to her mother, but actually it's been a growing, explosive discharge of tension. Carrie's skin turns red, her heart rate and breathing quicken, and her whole body flails and convulses on the floor as she cries uncontrollably. Her mother is flabbergasted. But glancing at the note, she realizes her daughter has been faced with a decision that will probably affect her for months to come, and she must feel overwhelmed. She uses her parental intelligence to quell this rising tide of excessive emotion in her sweet daughter. Carrie can barely hear her mother's words as she steps back. Carrie, let's take our time together. Let's slow down and see what has triggered this setback. Hearing her mother's calm voice slows Carrie down even though she doesn't really hear the words. Carrie manages to get off the floor and sit up to the table where her mother had placed a snack before the tantrum began. She is trembling and can't possibly even take a bite. Her mother reflects on how she too feels vulnerable when faced with a big decision, but this self-awareness makes her even more empathic and keeps her calm. She sits by Carrie, who is able now to let her mother put her arm around her. Knowing her daughter has a developmental delay in controlling her emotions when feeling stressed, she doesn't press her to make any decisions. They just sit together. After 10 minutes, Carrie's mother tells her that she's putting the permission slip away until later, and all Carrie needs to do now is to eat her snack. A little food gives Carrie more energy and shifts her mood, so she is soon able to tell her mother what is on her mind. She explains that she likes her music teacher, and he trusts her to make up her own mind about which instrument to play. Now that she is calm, she remembers, oh, she can try each instrument with him to help her decide. Her mother says, so, you don't have to decide today, and I don't have to sign anything right away. Gee, you were so intent on making the decision, you forgot you don't have to act immediately, which is what angered and scared you. Carrie is relieved as her mother reiterates the way to go about choosing is by trying to play each instrument a bit in school to see whether she wants a string or wind instrument. 
This talk only took another 10 minutes, but now mother and daughter are allies once again because the overstimulation of the decision-making has been relieved. The tantrum that looked like an angry explosion was really more about fear of making a wrong choice. And in the end, they reach a positive resolution with Carrie's mother's help in shifting her daughter's perspective. Next, I have tips for parents whose children experience temper tantrums. There are many, but I'll read you just one. Strategies for coping with tantrums depend on the meaning behind the tantrum. Temper tantrums may look similar, but the reasons for them vary considerably. Number one, a typical sign of a problem is when the child has trouble tolerating being told no in response to something they want. This is often seen as the cause, but it's usually just the outward evidence of inner difficulties that need to be deciphered to know how to help the child. A tantrum which follows a parent or caregiver saying no is usually just the tip of the iceberg. Internal and external stressors prior to that have paved the way for the tantrum. Look for the meaning to the child behind the word no. Thank you. I'd like to thank Lori for sharing her book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Authors Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time.